0: Hello, and welcome to the Archimedes podcast of the Archives of Disease of Childhood. This month, because last month you got a sneak preview of one of the clinical content questions and probably listened to it already, this month we are going intensively down the line of how to do evidence-based practice and indeed, for the very first time, we openly ask the question, why bother? Why bother with research with looking at all this stuff. Why bother listening to this podcast? Well, I I guess actually the fact that you've got it in your feed, or you've downloaded it, or somebody sent it to you, or potentially this is mainly directed at the other person in the car, not the driver that's chosen to listen to it, but whoever's coming along for the car share. Anyway, but, but generally, I'm not expecting you to be thinking, why bother with keeping up to date with clinical research, struggling to answer clinical questions and difficult answers emerging. But really, why bother with all that effort? There's so much new research arriving. There's, there's three versions of the archives. For a start, then there's the BMJ, there's the Pediatrics Open, there's all that stuff that comes through in the other journals that's more about the specialty that just happens to include children. And, and, and some of it will be wrong and not very good. And, and, and frankly, as long as you follow the guidelines, then you won't run into too much trouble, will you? Well, sort of, I suppose. And definitely... Definitely you should be keeping up to date with with local guidelines and and, and national guidelines and international ones as well. That definitely needs to be supported. But there is benefit from doing the other stuff too. Think selfishly. The interrogation of cutting-edge clinical research and then struggling through its appraisal and maybe onwards to implementation, it, it can be an intellectual challenge in itself. It's um I suppose it's a bit like a wordle uh, in that it often has completely unwarranted Americanizations um, or it's a cryptic crossword. The words there have meaning and they have the answer in them. It's just you need to work out how that is the case. And if only you could see it. Or or it could be like one of those escape room things where actually it takes a whole team of folks with different perceptual skills to really get through it and understand and, and, and get things sorted. And then beyond the self, actually, it is an active good. It leads you to practicing medicine in a way that really puts the care of your individual patients at the heart of your day. It means when you hit something you don't quite know about, you have the best chance of maximising the quality of life for either that direct patient or or patients that are similar to that, that come through in future. And that is why we signed up for this job in the first place. And maybe, perhaps above all... If you do do this, if you go to the literature, if you, if you ask the questions and, and look at what's out there in terms of studies, it's a great way of humbling us, connecting us back to the uncertainties on which we all practice, even if we don't want to think about it sometimes. It undermines us when we have a sense of knowing it all. So if you are the other person in the car listening to this, and the question, why bother, was the thing that sprang to mind when the driver popped this on. Well, maybe simply because we, and our patients and their families, are worth it. It behoves me to ask you all, what didn't you know today? what of those things do you think might well come back time and time again? Or if you found out the answer, you could really make a difference for that patient and that family. Why not take this opportunity to scroll that question down or scroll a few of them down? Why not take at the end of the week or the next time you're looking for inspiration to fill your portfolio, a flick through those questions and see which ones come back time and time again, and then go from there to actually do it. Actually look in a systematic way. Is there an international guideline that covers this? If there is, then delve into the evidence behind it. If not, are there systematic reviews, pieces of evidence synthesis that draw this together? If so, are they high quality? What can we take from them? Where do they apply to our practice and where don't they? And if there isn't, then maybe now is the time to start really focusing the question down and pulling out somewhere between three and ten of the highest quality studies that do answer that question. If you've got all that way down, you might well summarise it using the Archimedes template that's available from the Instructions to Authors section of the Archives Diseases of Child website. And then if you've gone and done that and then, then done the thinking and summarised it and thought, how might that work in practice? Well, you've got to pop it on your e-portfolio. Or maybe consider dropping an email to the Archimedes editor. And we'll see whether it's already been done. We're fairly supportive in taking Archimedes's through and and trying to suggest ways of improving and and finessing them to maximise your chance of taking all that work and turning it into a publication. That would be quite nice for your CV. It'll be good for everybody else sharing your knowledge. And even if it doesn't get all the way there, You've still done that work. You can still share it on other e-portfolios and e-platforms. And you have done good for yourself and others. Next month, we're almost certainly back with more content as well as more ways of thinking about how things work. But until then, please share us across the social media, subscribe to us on all of your WhatsApps. tell your grandma that it's worth listening to, or your granddad, or all of your relatives. You might have a distant uncle that sat there thinking, why bother? And you can assist him by sending him this podcast. We look forward to your feedback and your Archimedes coming through the post. Until next time, goodbye.